Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends recap romance novels while laughing their faces off and loving the genre. Most of the time, those friends are Melody and Erin, and this week, it's a new friend because it's an ice planet takeover! A couple of months ago, Danny asked Erin and I to do guest spots on the Ice Planet podcast so we could shout all about those devoted blue dudes and their matchmaking worms. It was an absolute blast, to say the least. Make sure you listen to the Ice Planet podcast because she recaps each book in the series with a new guest, including a couple of our favorite podcast friends. And definitely check out Danny's main podcast, Black Chicklet. I'm including links to both podcasts and their social media in the show notes because you need them in your life. We have to send out a huge thanks to Danny for letting us be on her show. It was the most fun and for allowing us to release these episodes. But most of all, we need to give her a shout out for her flexibility. (laughs) We told her that we would probably release these episodes in late April after Athawar, and you all know what happened there. So without further ado, here's Erin and Danny recapping Barbarian's Heart by Ruby Dixon. Yay! Okay, I'm really excited. Me too. Is this, is this your second read time? Second book in the series? Or is it your... Well, no, it's our second because we did book... What was the one? Book seven? Six is that the one Josie? you told us to read? Yeah, the one with Josie where she gets swallowed by the big bird. <laughs> She's so tiny. Yeah, we did. Yes, very tiny. We did that one on our podcast at your recommendation. Because remember, I saw you at KissCon and you said, don't do the first book because of how heavy it is. You should do the seventh book. And so we took your advice and we loved it. And I'm glad that other. So I said that and then I felt bad. I was like, they should probably read the first one. But other people have been like, no, I tell people not to read the yeah. first one when I recommend it. So I it's feel heavy. it's heavy. It's heavy. There's too much rape. I can't. I can't. Too much. (laughs) Any rape is too much rape. (laughs) That's exactly it. Yes. So, hi, Erin. Hey, Danny. (laughs) It's good to see you again. Good to see you. Um, You're here. I'm so glad. I feel like I've been harassing you and Melody to get you on the show. So I'm glad we like... I've it. been very spacey to your harassing. Like, you'll send a message. I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. I got to get back to her. And then, like, a month will pass. <laughs> I didn't do... And it's not out of, like, wanting to oh, do know, this. It's just, you know, it's everything. So I feel um, you weren't harassing me. I just feel like a bad friend for not getting back to you. Well, and I was working with, like, the heating bus. Like, I didn't even contact you directly. I was going through the podcast. I don't have account. my own Twitter. So oh, that's kind of, yeah, Mel does, but I don't. So, yeah, like that, that works. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know what? That's probably better for you because, yeah, off topic. But anyway, let's pretend. <laughs> I did briefly and I decided I didn't want it. So, the smart decision. I've been trying to rein back my social media and it has not been going well. Um, let's pretend everyone listening to this doesn't know who you are. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't think. It's even <laughs> we'll feasibly see. possible. Um, I'm Aaron. I'm one half of the Heaving Bosoms podcast. I'm one bosom of that <laughs> podcast. Um, and yeah, my friend Melody and I have 
this show where we recap we recap scene by scene romance novels and um we we spoil them which i think is the thing that kind of sets us apart from everybody else is we just do a scene by scene breakdown of everything and we don't take ourselves very seriously and often have to look up words and <laughs> figure out what time periods are and that's kind of our thing so and it, only rom- you said this already never mind i was gonna say only romance but you clearly already said that i'm only romance yeah. falling apart here how long have you all been how long has the podcast been going we started in october of 2017 which is weird because we and the wicked wallflowers i think that's it oh and um uh not your mom's romance yes i like them podcast all started kind of in the same month or two month period i think and so it was just kind of like this it must have been in the air at the time (laughs) because it seemed like we all kind of started up and then after that is kind of when this big explosion happened Mm -hmm. so about a little over two years yeah, I'm grateful for it because now I have stuff to listen to at work, even though I always feel behind, like between you, Faded Mates, Wicked Wallflower. I'm never caught up on any one. No, neither. someone has to suffer no. for me to yeah, pick up exactly. with someone else. Um, so now you're on this one. Yay. Yes. Um, this, <laughs> the Ice Planet podcast. I'm very excited. We're going to talk about Barbarian's Heart. That was mm-hmm. another thing. I forgot to check to make sure we read the right book. But I, yes, I we did. I hope. <laughs> I'm sure the outline would have been some sort of red flag. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is Stacy's book, and I'm going to say it right at top. I am such a hoe for this trope. That's the only way to say it. I am (laughs) what amnesia. Well, I'm the for the I love you, but you don't know, or you love me, but you forgot me trope. Like that whole I love it. It's there's suffering and there's angst but mm-hmm. it's romance so it's gonna end happily i'm here i'm here for it so this was this did that whole plot line i think i have a question well. for you did yes. did stacy and pasha have did we read about them earlier in the series because i've only read seven and then this one like have they already had a love story or is this the first time we see them this is like the first time they are their own hero and heroine because like, okay in the very first book there are there are a lot actually who sort of pair up really fast they resonate mm-hmm. and they go together really fast and i think because georgie's in that one or maybe it's Liz's, they talk about it but mm-hmm. they don't they do not get their own book okay so right. they've always been together she's like the tribe cook but we mm-hmm. have not seen them together mm-hmm. so she's yeah the tribe cook yet she thinks if she puts a pelvis bone in the fire that <laughs> that's going to be a real good, good skillet plate. i don't want to <laughs> It's like, why did it burn? I don't know, because it's a bone, Stacy. <laughs> but anyway, all right, we'll get there. And you would think after how many years on this planet, they know what boat burns and what Yeah, doesn't. exactly. And the only thing they usually have is bones. So surely she's tried that before, you would think. But Mm-mm. I wonder if that, well, I mean, they can't go there now because it's destroyed. But I wonder if the Elder Cave has like an actual stove. Oh, I'm sure. Stove. Yeah. If it has a language zapping gun. If you have a stove, yeah. I so think I guess it would at least have like a cook surface, like a flat something <laughs> that you could put onto a fire. Yeah. Oh, like yes. A, a sheet of metal. Yeah. A sheet of metal. That's what I mean. That you could put on a fire and like like a griddle. A very low part. Yes. So now I have to ask you, do you know like how comfortable are you with like the ice planet barbarian world? The Ruby Dixie universe? I am comfortable in that I've... I've listened to your podcast for one through three, which at the time of recording are the ones that are out. And then I read seven and now here I am. So I feel like I, I feel like I 
you know it. your way. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I know my way around a Metlac, and uh, <laughs> and it clearly, I I, I get that the, an earthquake happened in the last yes. book. Yes. So okay. I, I feel like I'm set up. Okay, cool. Because I didn't know if there were any other questions, like this whole spur thing and resonance. Like I get I can... a spur. I understand what it is. <laughs> it's pretty to the point. Yeah. I don't mean for that to be a pun, but it is. Although I did figure out, when, after we read book seven, then I saw some like illustrations of these, like some <laughs> fan art sort of things. And I didn't realize they had like multiple sets of arms. Okay, we okay. Two steps back. One, okay. I want to see this fan art because I am. I will. I will find it. I will send it. Two, yes, spinoff series. There that are never mentioned in book seven or book ten that there are two sets of arms. That's a different tribe. Spoiler oh, oh, alert. okay, okay. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, you're down. fine. I'm backing down. No, okay. you're fine because they are there, and I can understand if you did not, if you yeah. were not caught up, and you saw blue aliens. Because I read the a- whole thing, and I was like, these fuckers had four arms <laughs> the whole time, and it was never mentioned the things they could do with their multiple extra arms. Like that's crazy. <laughs> okay, I feel a lot better now. Yes. No. Ice Home takes everything, and and Ruby's like, I'm going to eleven. You've got ones with four arms. You've got ones that maybe part cat. Not entirely sure. You've got. <laughs> You've got a dragon, and then you've got some who just have bigger horns than usual, which yeah. I guess, you know, she ran out of, she, she, you know, two out of three. So That's it's something someone's into. <laughs> the I have seen the dragons, though. I saw, I've seen those covers hanging around. But. Yeah, one of them shows up in the Ice Home series. So that that spinoff, which is like, I was trying to think, you know, like how Golden Girls spun off into Empty Nest, and I don't know why that's <laughs> my reference. <laughs> I do, because it's a great reference. The perfect metaphor. Good that's, job. <laughs> that's all I got. So that's what it is. Are you going to do all those too, or are you just going to do this original set? I would love to because, but like, like, so I got to get through this first because it's been kind of like I've learned Sorry, a lot. Didn't about, mean to stress you out. <laughs> no, I've learned a lot about like trying to do two podcasts at once and like yeah. balancing the workload. If I do do yeah. it, it's not going to be immediately after this one. I'd need yeah. like a recovery time. But I thought about it because again. They go up to 11 on everything. 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 So, yeah. I guess Ruby learned on this series, and she's like, well, we're diving in. So, okay. So we're both caught up into the universe. Yes. Um, Just as a quick recap from the previous book. So the previous book was Maddie and Hassan's, and basically Ruby ripped their world apart. Major earthquake. Tribal caves are destroyed. Um... The whole tribe is homeless. Luckily, Maddie and Hassan go out one day and they find a completely abandoned village with toilets, <laughs> a longhouse, plumbing, uh-huh. I think. It's like ready-made to move in. It's like when you find a house and really all you need to do is paint it. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. So this book picks up with everyone getting ready to travel to the new home. But guys, if you're out in a survival situation... Sorry, I'm taking over your podcast no. for a sec. But if you're in a survival situation, you're trying to find somewhere to shelter, do not seek shelter in a crevasse. That's a bad <laughs> idea. You are going to drown in a flash flood. That is 100% going to happen to you. Maybe not in the winter like these guys, but like, just so you know, crevasse, not a good idea. All right, moving I on. Do you think they, it's funnily enough, they get chased down there? Yeah. By some Metlux. So, oh, okay. Great. I will, doing this podcast, I have not realized how many like plot points are pushed forward 
mm-hmm. via Metlex. Like they're oh, yeah. always there. It's like the doy sec machina of this this series. <laughs> Maybe Ruby will eventually do a Metlax series and we can see all them fall in love with each other in their gross, disgusting ways. You know they're the people. You yeah. know they're the proto people of this uh-huh. planet. Uh-huh. <laughs> that like I would read a Metlax book if I wouldn't have to worry about how stinky they were. But otherwise uh-huh. I, I would read a Metlax book. And they have to be terrible because we know that their sense of smell is kind of dulled. So mm-hmm. if we're to break through all that, like what the Kui uh-huh. is suppressing, it has to be right. It has yeah. to be. So that's where we're at. So we have Stacy and Pashov. What did you think of them? I I liked both Stacy and Pashov as <laughs> well, characters. Yeah. I like yeah. them. I, I think as a book, I think I liked book seven more than I liked this book because it just, it seemed like more happened. Like there was a lot more stuff going on. Which one, when you say seven... Is oh, that, am I saying the wrong one? No, because I learned the other day that the that Amazon numbers them differently oh. than how some people number them. So is that Josie? You're talking about Josie's book, Josie. Right? Yeah, yeah, that the is one that you told me. To- yeah, 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 yeah. So that one, you know, like they were on this journey and they like, went to the saltwater thing and she got eaten by a bird and they discovered a <laughs> spaceship and like all kinds of shit happened in it's that book. And this one was just like a more emotional plot, mm-hmm. um, which I, I liked, but I do think I like the other one better. Yeah. It made putting this outline together kind of difficult because I was like, mm-hmm. nothing really happens. They are trapped. They're on a road trip. It's a road trip. It's the Ice yeah. Planet Barbarians road trip book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As close to we're getting to it. They're going to another cave and they move in. And that, for, in terms of plot, is all that happens. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's very much an emotional journey. Pashov has suffered quite the head injury one of his horns completely broken off and he has forgotten his mate and his son i love his little broken horn i love that about pashov that one of his horns is broken off and it's like she had to sand it yeah and he's like are you not going to be attracted to me anymore that my horn is half gone and she's like yeah i don't give a fuck about your horns um i'm a human but i just i think it's so cute that he has broken horn now He's worried because one of the other ones, Rahash, also has a broken horn, and everyone just comments about how ugly he is. Yeah, but he's also ugly, I think. I think he's ugly regardless of the horn, right? I think he does have a lot of very bad scarring because of, oh. like, an accident. Well, now so, I feel yeah. like an asshole. Sorry. Well, he's fictional. But he's fine. <laughs> he's got other issues, I think, yeah. besides just the broken horn. Yeah, so it's just weird when you, like, read these. I don't know. I mean, I guess aliens can be self-conscious. I don't know why that always takes me. <laughs> throws me out like of course yeah and so stacy is i assume she's like 24 25 like the rest of them yeah. she's she's a little tribe cook with her little mm-hmm. pan she has a son named pacey and mm-hmm. i'm so glad i did the audio because i didn't know if it was pacey or packy first <laughs> yeah you know there's a why so Pashup is also brother to like two of the other characters one who we've met saluk so mm. yeah i remember saluk yeah <laughs> so when the book picks off picks up we are traveling to the other cave and stacy's all by her little lonesome trying to pack up an entire sled i don't know what she's doing because she knows she can't drag that thing so it's kind of like child ask for help but she does for a while she does drag that thing for like a whole day does she yes the whole first day she drags that sled and like nearly dies because she's dragging the sled and fucking, I'm sorry, d- is it okay how much I'm cursing on your show? Oh, please. <laughs> okay. I, no, Pashov, please curse. He goes over and is like, can I help you? I would like to help you. And she's basically like, fuck off, like multiple times, even though she's going to like die. 
I guess. Okay, so we've already started up how much I remember details. <laughs> I, I guess I thought she walked the whole first thing and that um, Pashov like took the sled because he's like, well, I'm not going to make you drag this sled. So he took the sled, but she walked the whole time with Pacey on her back and she was really tired and oh, heavy from that. And then I the next day he's like, okay. get on the damn sled. I thought she had like a small sled. Like she had a little sled, but maybe that was just Pacey. She does have a very little, because he comes over and he's like, why is your sled so small? And she gets very yeah. offended. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm remembering. Because I, I know she dragged something. Mm-hmm. Because she's just stubborn. Like, Yeah. She's kind of hard on him too. Like, yeah. Give the guy a break. He nearly died. He can't remember shit. He's trying to like, he's approaching you to be like helpful. So he does ask like, why is your sled so, so light? And she's all mm-hmm. like, she takes it as a personal insult. No one's hunting for me. I don't have any of that extra shit. And she's, but he does, I think, after some point, he takes the sled and she just says, like, I'll walk. Yeah. Either way, they're heading out and she is exhausted by the end of the first day because she just refuses to, to like, accept this help. Right. Yeah. Which is, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like a lot of the things in this book could be cleared up by talking, which is true in many romance novels, but I buy it a little more when one person is an alien. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I'm just like, just talk. Tell her, him why you're sad and tell her why you're confused. Like, it's not hard, guys. She yeah. does. They have, like, a whole bunch of miscommunications. One yeah. where he says, like, it's odd to see their two features mixed together in this baby. And then she, like, practically snatches the baby's back. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, come on. He didn't call the baby. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, she's like, he's not odd. He's <laughs> your baby. And he's like, yeah, I get it. I understand. I, what did I do? I don't understand. I think, in their defense, she's afraid of, like, I guess he's still healing. He's still sick. She's afraid of coming on too strong and being a nuisance. And he's afraid, or he's worried because every time he talks to her, she gets mad and or upset and cries and stones off. So they're Mm -hmm. both like, I don't know how to talk to this person. So they're trying to avoid each other altogether. And maybe I don't know a lot about, like, cooey science. Science of cooeys. But I'm surprised that they were not, like, more gravitated toward each other be- because cooies because like i remember josie and what's is was it hayden 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 yeah. hayden i've just, i've learned i don't know the proper place <laughs> yeah um they they were like they didn't like each other early she didn't like him mm-hmm. but she was like magnetically pulled to him in a way that she like could not control and i i wonder why why is why is it not the same for these guys just because he can't remember her that's a good question. I think yeah. she's drawn to him definitely because she remembers. He, and I don't know how much of it is we're supposed to be together, so we're drawn to each other because we were previously mates and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they don't feel feel that like magnetism attraction. I also mm-hmm. wonder, so this is going back to Josie's, how much, how long were they like supposed to resonate before? Like how hard was that clue working to get that IUD out? And, like, <laughs> it was trying to send out signals. And they were just weakened. It was like a dampener. So like some some signals are still getting out. But <laughs> I, only um, I don't know if you listened to our episode, but we laughed so hard at the idea that like the IUD came out and like made a little like noise. When it came out. We laughed for like 45 minutes straight in the podcast about the idea that it made a little gross little noise little um, when it fell out and then like clanged onto the ground. Anyway, yeah, I'm sure it was working real hard. 
Yeah. So I always thought that that was sort of my theory with those two. I will say I don't remember that sound. I just remember, I think it was Melody. I don't sure doing the... <laughs> well, and that's originally from our... Um, gosh, what's that other book called? Oh, I'm mixing them up. It was. It was from the Gracie Goodwin. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Grace Goodwin. Yeah, Grace Grace or Gracie. I'm not sure. Goodwin book. But we still talked about it in the um, Ice Planet Barbarians book. Uh, that's the poop robot that eats. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. This book. We're walking. We're walking. Yes. We're in the snow. We're real tired. So tired because she in the baby. I guess the baby's being okay. Um, <laughs> no, or is he being like noisy? I can't remember. I don't the baby remember. was. Listen, I will say this. I don't care about the children. Like I, <laughs> I don't either. High five. Yes, that's I why I haven't care. read any of the novellas because I'm like mm-hmm. they feel like. Like, they're the epilogue with all the babies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm good. However, I would read a Next Generation series. Oh, I have yeah, discovered 100%. that. Yeah. <laughs> Age all those characters up and give them their own series, and I'm there. So that night, they she, like, makes her her tent. Yes. And, like, has maybe made her, like, made her made her a tent before they even embarked, which I thought was really sweet. And he, like, does it up for her, and she, like, snuggles up in it. Yeah. That was really nice. And he doesn't sleep with her that night. Not that night. Yeah. He goes and snuggles up with his hunter friends. A lot of his motivation at this point seems to be like a sense of duty. Like, I have a mate. This is what you're supposed to do for a mate. Right. So I'm going to make her tent. I'm going to finally decide to pull her sled. I'm going to, like, make things easy on her. Give her a ride. So, I mean, he's coming around. He just... Because I guess he's weirded out by the idea of having a mate completely. That he forgets, like, oh, I should be taking care of this woman. Well, and he's forgotten totally that humans are there and exist. So he's had to, like, figure out, okay, step one, there is humans here. (laughs) He's got a lot. Step two, I'm married to one. Step three, it's this one. Also, we have a baby. Like, it's a lot. That's a very valid point. It's been a, it's probably only been a few days since he lost his memory. Yeah, because I'm sure, I'm sure the earthquake wasn't long ago. They can't just, like, stay out in the open very long. It's like zero degrees no they have all those women and children that need mm-hmm. to be kept warm so um that's a thing that kind of gets me where they t- they describe like the females need to be kept warm and i'm like uh-huh. they need everyone... to be covered in furs all the time i know and i know like females is just the word that we use in this book it just feels like they're talking about like a herd of cows or something yeah um so he the next day she lets him pull her on the thing and she curls yes, up in and she should, because yeah. she almost keeled over and there's just a lot of like her riding on the sled and him pulling it like not a lot not a lot of action he does scare Mm. the hell out of her and like i couldn't figure out if this was an overreaction like he's pulling it past this really big ledge and she like freaks out yes i don't know i can't figure out because she describes it as a valley i don't know i'm not sure if it was an overreaction or not well, knowing these men, they probably would not willingly, like, dangle all of their families and a whole bunch of women over, like, this treacherous ledge of a cliff. And then yeah. when they show up at the village later, she's freaking out, going right. down, like, the one rope. So I'm like, chick, relax. Like, Is that what, is that before or after they hook up? Which time? The very first time. There's a time where, like, he goes and, like, sleeps with... She says it's cool to sleep with her in the tent because it's so cold, so they, like, share body heat. Uh-huh. And then, like, they straight up hook up, and then it's, like, a big mistake. Yeah. That's the night of... That's the night after That's this. the night of the... Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
So like that night, she lets him stay with her because it's so cold, and she snuggles up on him and like. We might as well yeah. just jump to that because it's sorry, just a bunch. Sorry. No, you're fine because like it's just a bunch of walking in the snow <laughs> up until that point. Yeah, it really is. And he he's nice to her about her fear of heights. She's very like this is irrational, and he's very like it's okay. Sort of, it's it's nice. He was more understanding than I was. I got a little annoyed at this point. Hard same. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times she's like, I'm not athletic. I'm sensitive to the cold. I can't hike around. I'm this, I'm that. And he's like, that's fine. I don't need that in a mate. I'm like, what do you need in a mate? Because you're in a very survivalist, like, (laughs) ice planet situation, bro. Like. We we need some, we got to bring some skills to the table. Yeah. Some minimum resilience would be (laughs) beneficial. She keeps going on how, like, the last two years she's just sat in that cave, and I got, like, cabin fever just yeah. reading that line. Like, she not once. She doesn't go outside because it's, like, too cold for her because she's such a wimp. And it's like, jeez. <laughs> I will say Ruby Dixon in the author's note acknowledges. She's like, yeah, she's not she's not a tough one, our Stacy. But at the same time, even though, like, I wouldn't necessarily pick Stacy to be my mate, I don't think my cooey would sing to her. I was appreciative of how understanding um, Pashov was all the time. Was just like, that's fine. You're good. There's nothing wrong with you. That was nice. Yes. They're all very sweet. But yeah, so let's just get to the sex scene. Yeah, let's get to that sex. (laughs) For the most part, that's the only big plot. They've been awkward for like the two days of the walking. They both all misunderstand each other. It's so cold. He sleeps with her in the cold. Yes. And I don't even know what leads to it. Like, if, like something has to lead. She's just feeling lonely. Yeah, I think I think it's just like she's she's snuggled up on his chest and she just wants to touch him because it's been so long. I mean, five days or something. It's been five whole days. <laughs> she's gotten to have sex with her mate. And yeah, it just it just yeah, kind of happens. And then like immediately after she starts crying and sobbing. And for it's so like, awkward. It's so weird. And for poor Pashoff, he's just lost his mental virginity because he's forgotten he was a virgin when he when he resonated with her. That's true. And so he, he's just like, fuck, yeah, like, this is great. I'm, I'm back in. And like, I know what sex feels like. And she's like, and she breaks down into tears. Shit. Um, it was sad. It was so awkward. It's so uncomfortable. I will give her that. Like, I felt the tension in that tent because i was like yes. get me out of this scene and the reason why is i guess they have this quote-unquote joke oh i was gonna get to that yes <laughs> like what passes for a joke on the ice planet is like a low threshold like <laughs> these guys they've got a lot going for them but like humor like comedy is not one of them <laughs> except for when they don't mean to be and they just don't know what the fuck is going on right that's like when great. they get words wrong like yeah. that's kind of fun um but like after sex he would grab her butt and say no tail because she doesn't have it it's observational humor you guys i got the feeling it wasn't even just after sex it was pretty much any time like i got <laughs> the feeling it was this flirty thing he would do where he would grab her ass and be like i still can't believe you have no tail right and like oh, she crazy. loves, she loves this. Like she misses this. We hear about it. It's like the first thing she says she misses. It's the first thing. It's the last thing. It is the only thing. This is the same Pashov, except for that he has forgotten this joke, 
where he grabs her butt and jiggles it and says <laughs> no tail. tail otherwise there's nothing else that's like extremely different as far as i can tell yeah he's forgotten some stuff personality wise exactly the same except that he doesn't grab her butt except like he's not in passing funny quote unquote because he's never grabbed her butt so i guess usually after sex he does his, his no tail joke and since instead of that he just like holds her close and spoons her. She's like, ooh, ooh, you forgot our joke. What a fucking asshole this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How dare you, sir? I we're being kind of hard on her, but also sorry, like, yeah. But, I, I wasn't a fan of. Listen, I know couples; they all have their dumb little things, mm-hmm. and this is their dumb little thing. And I'd be like, ooh, you two are made for each other because that would drive me up the fucking wall. And if that was the only thing you ever said that was, like, lighthearted or if that was our only joke, that's the pinnacle of the joking, I would I would lose my mind, I think. Uh, and it just shows the cooey knows what it's doing. Yes. I guess, yeah. Can you imagine if you had a partner that just grabbed your butt all the fucking time, like, no matter what, like, you're cooking, and he comes up and he's like, no tail, and you're like, yeah, I fucking know. Like, I'm doing laundry right now, like... I am, like, hovering over this open flame with a bone, yeah. trying not to fall face forward in. I need you to... Uh, speaking of laundry... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Can we talk briefly about the diaper situation on Ice Planet? I I forget about it until it's, like, it comes up. It ha- It's got awful. There is a point where they have to stop just to, like, do laundry because they are going through the leather, like, toilet paper. Literally, because I guess that's what it is world they found stuff on this planet to replace every single thing except for like a spongy something to soak up baby shit and pee these babies are just peeing and pooping in leather 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 Leather. (laughs) they also use leather as washcloths so like this where's this absorbency coming from yeah exactly and they're like i i don't and all these leather diapers are just like piling up where on the sleds Ew! <laughs> they found soap berries. They found potatoes. They found eggs. They found everything they need, except for something more absorbent than leather. And like, I had this thought the other day. Like, they have big woolly type sheep animals. Like, the Davisti are just described as woolly horses. Take oh, that fur. Yeah. Use that fur. Use that for why aren't we using this fur? Make some cable knit sweaters, like yeah. Apparently, they haven't learned how to like weave or knit. Ruby, make a weaver. <laughs> Have a weaver crash land. Someone who knows fibers, some fiber artist yeah. needs to. <laughs> so yeah, no, I can't. And then I think about that all the time. Like they're walking around in leather all the time. They're sweating in leather. Their babies uh-huh. are peeing and pooping in leather. First of all, how much leather is just floating around this tribe? Like yeah, well. I talked for like probably 45 minutes on apparently everything (laughs) takes 45 minutes on our episode about how like Josie kept talking about like how wet she was in the leather leggings and at one point reaches down feels her wet sweaty situation down there and then wipes her hand on Hayden's fur bed like you are a terrorist that is awful just be like, I'm so wet <laughs> on somebody else's furs. Oh, anyway, yeah, everybody's sweaty and gross all the time. Yes, yeah. And then now because they don't have like 
I assume when they're in the caves, laundry's just going 24-7. Like, like if you have a house full of little children, your washing yeah. machine is just going all the yeah. time. On this trip, they have to be stockpiling it. Because they do, I think, at one point, stop and, like, just have a laundry day. Yeah, yeah I think they it's have like, a laundry day. Bechdahl's, like, the women are doing the laundry. It's written out the way the English words that the psycho don't know. Like, laundry. Yeah. yeah. Laundry. Yes. Yeah. So, so they have, I mean, I was trying to figure out Back to the sex, because I need to get over there. Sorry. He gets off really... <laughs> no, it's fine. He gets off really fast, and she's sort of like... She's like, well, I'll forgive him, because she gets off really fast, too. Uh-huh. And I don't know why that mo- like that line sticks with me, but I can't get past it, because I'm like, can you give... The guy can't get a break. Yeah. At any point. Poor guy has a, has a TBI. Like, he's trying to... <laughs> it's, he's, a, he's a mental virgin. Like, yeah, just let, and she gets off. It's not like she doesn't. Right. She gets off, like, I think either immediately right before or immediately after. So, I mean, like, you <laughs> didn't she's do like, anything wrong here. And I was like, you couldn't, like, Stacy, you got <laughs> yours, right? Like, let him give the guy. She's so hard on him. <laughs> so, so he, she starts crying and he is, like, drained. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has his little, it's a popular highlight. I love the popular highlights because it, they help yes. me out. So he's, like, I think this is now when he realizes he's not fucking up, but, like, his memory loss becomes more of a thing he wants to, like, he, he realizes it's a problem. He wants to actively mm-hmm. resolve it because yes. he has, her tears hurt me. They wound my heart. I want to be whole for her. I want to remember what I have lost. I want it so badly that my fists clench at my side and my entire body strains with frustration. And she's, like, actively crying on top of him. Uh huh. And awful. I'm like, like poor guy. Yeah. So he goes and sees the healer, right? He does. Yeah. <laughs> I like the scene. <laughs> Healer's like, ah, I got better, better things to do. I got bigger fish to fry than your brain injury. Well, she's like, look, dude, I did all I could. I like, she nearly exhausted herself trying yeah. to save this man. She's like, I did what I could, and now you're coming back saying like it wasn't enough. She's mm-hmm. like, I, I did what, me and the coup did what we could. It's on you now, sir. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit like, you're a little ungrateful, Pasha. <laughs> Fair. But she also, like, at the end, of, he was like, well, couldn't you try a couple more things? And she's just like, I've got, I've got real shit to do <laughs> over here. That are, like, as if brain injuries are kind of like, nah, that, that's just a brain thing. I've got real, like, body stuff to deal with right now, which I thought was kind of funny. He's like, oh, okay. Well, and, like, also, I, like, I feel her because she's like, because she puts her hands up and she he describes like feeling something. I'm also holding my hands up. I don't know why I have to do it too. <laughs> um, he describes feeling something in his brain. So she takes a look. It's not like she's, it, she that was very true. concerned when he came by. She's like, does your head hurt? It's like yeah. he keeps insisting that she do more. And she's like, I'm, sir, I can't. This is, <laughs> it's all on you. <laughs> the addition of sir in the situation is so, <laughs> sir. Excuse me. Like when people are like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Like, sir, I have done everything I can for you. Okay. You would be dead if it wasn't for me. Because, like, yeah, so so yeah, so he goes to the healer. I like Malek. She doesn't ever get a book. The um The healer? Yeah. Well, I mean, Ruby's still going, right? That is very true. Like I've thought about there are a whole bunch of other characters in this series who don't have books yet. Maybe healers don't mate. Do they mate? She has a mate. She's pregnant oh, in this book, oh, she I think. Has a mate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the next book is gonna be the next book is the first of two books where it's two alien couples. 
Oh. And it's it's interesting. Maybe so I'll like read on. You should. I think you should. Um so he decides he's going to try and I guess get his memory back. I don't know. Yeah. So like or is now this he's he... decided he's going to get his memory back somehow. Does he do that or does this where he decides he's just going to straight up kidnap her? When does no, that decision well, get made? That's a little later, I think. I don't know. Let's just skip to it though cuz that's like okay. the next big thing that happens. I think because they go back and forth like, oh, I'm I'm screwing up. No, I'm screwing up. But it's just in their heads and they're trying to figure out how to kind of make a connection to each other. But eventually he goes and talks to Vectal. Vectal, yes. And it's like I like how you said that, like you weren't sure, and then I wasn't. I know there's a V and a K involved in it. Some of these names you just kind of because you've never heard them before. They're not (sighs) Earth names. You just kind of skim over them, and then when you realize you're on a podcast and you have to say them out loud, you're like, mm, Hermioin? Like, I like I didn't... You heard those first three episodes. <laughs> I pronounced Sakwi incorrectly for the entire first episode. And I, I just, but, just, I was like, I'm not re-recording it. I'll just put it in editor's note. Yeah, that's real, though. That's how people read. I, I, I feel like you're everybody. Um, but yeah, so he goes and talks to him about, like, he wants to go to that hunter's love nest cave. Man, that cave. That special cave. I don't think it's the same cave every time. I just think it's like, take your mate somewhere and hide. But wasn't it like the cave that somebody else went to? Well, like, there's, they all, they're like caves hidden throughout the landscape of this place. <laughs> so, because no, no, that's wait, really. Wait, wait. Ra, Rahash, 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 and Unleash. L E E Z H. Liz, yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) That's how they pronounce Liz. So so he's going to steal Stacy away. So it says, am I brave enough to steal my Stacy away like Rahash did with Liege? Like Hassan tried when he stole Lila. Okay, so people are just stealing people away to random caves. Yes. I thought this was all the same cave. And I'm like, damn, (laughs) this cave. You know, like. What a love nest. Well, I mean, they've done it enough times that you're starting to think, yes, it's become almost a tradition. I think mm-hmm. Vectal at some book snarkily comments, like, it's become a tradition now when, like, the men want to resonate with the women. They, like, steal them away <laughs> and hide away in a hunter cave. And poor Hassan in the last book, he tries it, doesn't take. So it's just... <laughs> you know, I think of it, like... Uh, like these aliens think like oh if you got a human mate like you gotta take her to a cave or else it's not gonna like a separate special cave like these bitches love caves like I don't know you gotta get your own cave the legends if you're the only male around she's yeah, gotta resonate yeah. at some Ex- exactly point. like you've gotta take her on a cave camping trip or else it's never gonna happen limit her options exactly. yes yeah so he like decides he's gonna kidnap and I think does Vectal he like he's like no at first and he kind of talks him because he's not for it because he's really over this stealing lady shit like Mm -hmm. it's happened (laughs) well his concern is the weather and this is one of the issues i have with this book not really having a plot Mm -hmm. um because i felt like there were plots that were kind of like set up and then like nothing they weren't actually uh uh, none of these things actually became conflicts like vectal's issue is that the brutal season is coming which i guess is like more big winter. Yes, more it's the wintier winter. winter. The wintier winter. And, you know, if he doesn't keep, stay with the group, he's going to get stuck in the super winter winter. Um, 
and so like there's some kind of like weatherman alien and he's like no super extra winter isn't going to come for another five days and so that's when he's like oh i'll go off to the cave so Vecna's worried that they're gonna get stuck in super extra winter so i'd assume that super extra winter was gonna get him and there was gonna be some like big i don't know trouble and somebody's gonna have to rescue somebody or something i'm still stuck on weatherman (laughs) sorry is he not what is he? A meteorologist? Alien? Oh, something even funnier. He's he's kind of psychic. Oh, he's a <laughs> like, psychic alien. Yes. That makes more sense. <laughs> like, his kui, like, so Malek's kui gives her the power to, like, heal his kui, sort of gives him the power to see future the future, but it's like a raven. It's like a that's so raven scenario. Oh! <laughs> Where he, like, see- zooms in with a bunch of circles in their eyeball. <laughs> I'm picturing that and loving it. Like he gets snippets and he doesn't always know the context, so oh. he's got to like figure it out. So also but- like charmed, charmed slash that's so raven. <laughs> the crossover, <laughs> yeah, we never knew we wanted. Uh, but yeah, so he'll like sometimes. So I guess that's a valid point though. Like the weather, two and two ways. I'm kind of relieved because it feels like a cheap conflict. Yeah, yeah. But this book does need. I don't hate this book, but as we kind of speed through talking about it, you realize there's not much happening right it's just them like we don't know each other we should get to know each other again i don't have my memory i guess i gotta remember things yeah um it's much more emotional plot than it is actual happenings mm -hmm. i don't even know what my original point was (laughs) i was gonna mix up oh i'm glad she didn't go with the weather because it kind of just would have felt like something Mm -hmm. like a cheap conflict with the brutal season because then they're stuck out there and we've been described it's been described as the brutal season lasts like i don't know how they do time but it lasts like months so mm-hmm. they would have been stuck there for a good long time and separated yeah. from everyone yeah so i don't, I don't know, know i, I, I thought that that would be like they would get they the brutal season would come and then they would have to decide like whether to stay there for months or like do this journey in the brutal season and like mm-hmm. maybe die or like <laughs> um maybe yeah, probably definitely like, die yeah well, we'll talk about the Metlack in a bit, but yeah, so he kidnaps her against her will, no consent. Um, well, and it it's not like he snatches her. He well, like, she's really slow on the uptake. Guys, she sleeps all day on this sled. She just curls up in those furs, and he carries the baby most of the time, and she just snoozes all day long, and then she wakes up at the end of the day and is like, I'm so tired, and he's yeah. like, it's okay, my mate, and then she snoozes all night, too. So she snoozes on the sled and then like wakes up and realizes that they're not where where the group is they're not Mm -hmm. with the group yeah and she's rightfully very concerned about the situation yes i was also gonna say you know what i don't blame her for sleeping oh no i would sleep too i just feel like if i were in that situation give me a ride yeah oh yeah i would totally sleep up in those furs i'm just saying like at the end of the day when she's like what a hard day for me i know it's so hard i need to sleep i'm just like cool as stacy like yeah, I think like she's not very resilient and like mm-hmm. that and like listen, you don't have to be like so Liz, who's Rahasha's mate, is like held up as sort of the example as like the really resilient one. She yeah. goes out and she hunts, she goes back and forth and she travels around. She's really like outdoorsy. You don't have to be full out outdoorsy, but I need her to be able to like she can walk to another cave if you <laughs> <laughs> I need her to be able to leave the cave. Yes, like low 
Loix, and I know it's a dangerous ice planet, but she's being like literally escorted by her own giant alien lover. She should be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when so, they do get to this cave, she's really slow on catching on. Yeah, she's slow on catching on, but I am with her on how concerned she is because they're mm-hmm. separated from the group, which is danger times. And also brutal season is coming, which is also danger times. And then also he is still injured. So like, what Mm -hmm. if he's like, he's got a TBI. So what if his brain swells or something and he dies suddenly or whatever? And then what's she going to do? That's totally die. Yeah. Her and her baby. I I was a little nervous about her situation as well. So yeah. And the baby. I forgot about that baby. Yeah. (laughs) I did forget about this baby. I um, wish I could forget about this baby. I can't. I had this with another uh, episode, and I don't know if it's aired yet. I cannot figure out what they look like. Like, how the do the, the human and the alien oh, yeah. mix together? Like, are they just sort of lighter blue? But then you also have Tiffany, who's like black, so is she darker blue? And then there's different shades of blue within the alien. Are there horns? Where's the hair in this situation? Do they have four fingers or five? I I can't. I, I had not even considered what, like, different races of humans would look like <laughs> mixed in with the... Ba- well, I had I guess I hadn't even thought about what humans would look like mixed in with, with blue alien babies. And I kind of don't want to. This is what happens when you read all these <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That is interesting. I'd like to see that fan art. And, like, um, one of them has red hair, so I'm like, is there a blue alien with red, like, a blue oh, alien yeah. baby with red hair? Uh-huh. Sorry, um, I just, these are the things that keep me up at night now, <laughs> and, like, when I get people on to talk about it, I was like, can you help me? What do you think happens? <laughs> well, thank you. Now it'll haunt my nightmares as well. Uh, so, yes, with the plot. So, they've gotten their little cave. They get their cave. Yeah. At one point, she's like, starts, she still hasn't caught on. He's like building a fire. He's hunting. She puts her things back on and she's like, we need to go catch up with the rest of them. He doesn't just tell her. Or is this where he does finally tell her, like, look, he tells her then, I think, after she like puts all her shit back on and is like, I need, I'm going, I'm going to catch up with the group. And so she's cool with it too. And like, it does sound like, He's still not like totally honest with her though, because he's like he says that they went to the cave. The reason why he took her to the cave is that she- he wants her to fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. But like what he says is he took her to the cave because she's struggling so much with the cold and is so like such a wimp, and it pains him to see that. And he knows that she needs like a little break. Oh, which is I kind of bullshit, Kashov or Pashov. I I was not. Yeah, I guess I missed that. You know, and then he kind of later says, also, we can get to know each other, but he, he cloaks his primary reasoning in her needing a break from the cold. Cold. Yeah. Well, let me see. Yeah. Well, because I, well, I have this speech highlighted. So I guess I was like, I love just kind of, I love like their big declarations of love. And so he's like, mm-hmm. he says, I feel my quee resonate to you. Every morning when I awaken, it sings the songs to yours. Every time you come close, it calls for you. It knows what I have forgotten, and it is time to stop ignoring what has happened. I am not whole. I am missing a vital part of who I am because I am missing you, Stacy. I want to get that back. Will you help me? So I thought he was sort of upfront. It's like memory boot camp, I thought. Mm-hmm. So. But then you go two pages before, and she says, why would you want us to be left behind? And he says, because you struggle in the cold, and it causes me great pain to see it. He pulls ah. the wrath of 
off of his shoulders and dumps it over me, tucking it close like I'm a toddler, because I cannot watch my mate suffer in the ice and snow one more day. And then they talk more, and um, he he says, she's like, you know, everybody else doesn't struggle, it's just me, so we should press on. And he says, I don't care if the other humans struggle, I care if you struggle. And then, you know, keeps, so... Yeah, he has the other thing, the the beautiful speech of the declaration of my, my QE resonating and singing to you every morning. That's like an afterthought. I thought it was kind of bullshit, Pashov, but it was beautiful. <laughs> You're like, it's an excuse, but it's a beautiful excuse. Yeah, beautiful excuse. So whatever his reasonings, basically, I guess it's a little, it's a, a little of each. Definitely he started with the, yeah, you're just too weak to go on and I'm just sick of watching you struggle. Yeah, yeah. And so they kind of like just put her around these caves and again not much else happens he asked the story of what happened during their first resonance uh-huh um and she talks about like how scared she was on the mm-hmm. planet and how blah 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 and then at one point he has her like sand down his broken horn yeah that's really i thought that was a very beautiful it was thing and she's like worried it's gonna hurt him and he wants his horn sanded down. Apparently, I just love this horn thing. Um, <laughs> he wants it sanded down because he's afraid that he's going to, like, cut her or Pacey with it. And then yeah. Like, I was just saying, because it's jagged. Like, it was just broken off. Those sharp angles everywhere, I bet. I thought that was really cool. And then it's the same, like, sharpening stone that they were using because he was sanding down some plates for her because she wants to make food and cook for him. Mm-hmm. Um. And he says, like, hey, I'll go out. She says she needs, like, the space potatoes that they use to make space latkes, I guess. <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe it, yes. I think it is. It's like a, like a meaty space latka. Yes. Right? Yeah. And they describe the, it's like a not potato is what they call. Right. Yeah. Like, it's not hot and it's not all the <laughs> other potato. Um, But, yeah, so he's like, I'll go get those, I'll go get it. And I thought one of the sweetest lines in the book was when he says, I'm your maid, it's my duty to help you. And she's like, I don't like the thought of being a duty. And he says, it may be a duty, but it does not mean it is not a pleasure. I thought that was very sweet. That is a sweet one. I'm highlighting it. Thank you. (laughs) This is all I do in the romances. I just highlight the sweet things that I like. Yeah. So, and Ruby Dixon is good at it. Like, she hasn't run out yet. Like, I keep waiting for her to run out of, like... (laughs) Or super like mushy the same thing yeah. yeah super mushy takes for these alien men to do and like she still she still got him um yeah. and they recall like his first flirting when he like threw a tongue at her <laughs> <laughs> was that supposed to be a kind of linkus joke is this okay well that he thought that, so he thought his mindset was that he was taking they'd already resonated right <laughs> i think or maybe not or maybe who's just wanting i don't know they happened so fast in the beginning that i honestly don't but yes go ahead he was flirting with her either because they already resonated or because he liked her mm-hmm. and he pulled the tongue out of the davisi and was like here you go wink wink and <laughs> She, he, his thought was that's the best part of the Davisi. She's gonna chow down and think I'm like pretty great hunter guy who gave her the best part. And she was like, "Oh my god!" He's like winking at me and handing me a, a raw tongue. Is this like some kind of gross kind of joke? Which I thought was great. I thought it was great too. But I was like, "Stacy, that's a big leap. <laughs> it's a big leap." But also, like, can you imagine? Ugh. Just. <sighs> tongues i know that's a thing people eat i'm gonna ignore it um <laughs> yeah she stands it down and then 
they still have not slept together since right. the the crying sex scene earlier. Right. So do they like? I can't remember if this. Like, do they heavy pet? Like, is there? A, there's a lot of heavy yes, petting. Yes, because like, so at some point he goes. Oh my gosh! It's set up like this big fucking mystery that we have to solve. He's going to the the cache where the the meat is. And the meat is all gone, mostly. Most of the meat is gone. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, who could possibly be taking this meat? Like, a big whodunit of the meat. And there was so- a whole... I only I make these faces. There's a whole plot line in the previous book where they sent Hassan out to, like, go get all the meat. Oh. So maybe he didn't hit this one, or... I don't know. We'll I just pretend. I don't know. So he goes, and there's, like, a lot of, like, slashies. And the slashies mean that the meat... Or no, maybe there's, like, not enough slashies and the meat's gone. I don't know. The meat and the slashies do not line up. And it's, like, dong-dong mystery. And he brings back some meat and then they smoke all the meat. And then she's, like, I smell like meat smokes. I would like to bathe. And then bathing turns into kind of a... That's, yes. A sex time. But she's so... Long journey, lots of walking, lots of leather, not a lot of breathable fabrics, lots of smoking meat. Yeah. She takes a bath out of her pouch and Mm -hmm. then he starts taking a bath and she says, let me help you with that. And then she washes his shoulders and then is like, how about a beach? And I do not feel like his junk got washed before the beach and it grossed me out. The end, that's all. It's like, oh, watch that first. Oh, I didn't put that together, and now I can't not think about it. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, but I, 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 from reading it, thought that she hadn't washed that part of him yet, and I was like, Ooh. I'm, I'm reading. So she's, she's. I'm at the part where he's cleaning her. Okay, blah, blah, blah and she's, she's a little hesitant at first because she's like, I don't look like I did the first time you saw me naked, and oh, he's yeah. like, a woman, I don't care, and so. so then I'm trying to get to it. I'm to- I love that she's like, oh my God, I've had this baby and I have stretch marks. And he's like, what cool purple marks on her sides? <laughs> like, guys, if you ever have a sexual relationship with an alien, please know that they don't know our conventions. Like, they're just going to think you're stripey. Like, they yeah. don't care about your stretch marks, these aliens. They don't know how how perky boobs are supposed to be. Maybe they think they should be longer. It's fine. It's fine. That's the the beauty of alien lovers. That's the the beauty of alien lovers is that they don't know what conventional beauty standards are on Earth. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I think teats because he does call boobs teats and it grosses me out every time. There are the I hinted at this. The way words use boobs or teats. Hair is main. Yeah. Vaginas are always, always, always. always. Cunts. Cunts. <laughs> Babies are kids. Yeah. I don't know which one. There's one where a placenta is mentioned and it's called a life meat. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. A that. life meat? I was yeah. just about to say that the only, out of all of those, the only one that makes me ooh is teats, but life meat <laughs> 100% makes me gross out. It takes the new. It takes the new. Yeah. Wait. Okay. 
as you can tell, listen, I'm sorry. Usually I'm better at the plot because it usually is more plot. But when it's really just them talking and having sex, it all kind of merges in my mind. There is one point where she gives him a blowjob and he's like, how did I forget this? Yes. And I did think that was kind of that whole like that was hilarious. Where well, he was like, yeah, that and that's kind of where she's like, oh, I now I this is actually kind of fun that he's lost his memories because I can like give him his first blowjob again and like wait figures out kissing and like all of this stuff and then she kind of sees it as like a cool fun project yeah i do not and i guess my brain is refusing to let me figure it out i do not know whether or not he bathed before getting the blowjob i will hopefully (laughs) because it's implied they just run around in loincloths so hopefully the loincloth just kept everything well ventilated Uh and and it wasn't a <laughs> because I can't get past that now. I'm sorry. And maybe maybe she washed it real good and I just didn't I just skimmed it. I don't know. Well, because I don't know if you've ever you haven't read the first one and when like it's a that's an issue in a lot of these books. It's just like filthy humans, equally filthy aliens, they have uh-huh. sex like they are not bothered in the slightest. Like at all. And not just like a little dirty, but like You've been trapped in a spaceship for two weeks and haven't bathed and are oh, going yeah. in a bucket dirty. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't bring up any and then just right past it. So I, I've confirmed. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember me touching you? I ask him. The cloth hovering at his navel. So we've gone from shoulders across chest so going down. down to okay. navel. It's just hovering though. He groans heavily. I wish. Then you don't remember all the times I touched you, dot, 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 like this. And then, I hope that's how she said it, too. And then with my free hand, so this is not the cloth hand, I drag it along the length of his cock. A breath hisses, blah, you know. And then she goes from H.J. right to Beach, and that cloth never touches. Oh. I know. Oh. Anyways. Uh, I'm I'm glad we resolved that because it would have driven me crazy, but I'm disappointed with the results. Let's just say that. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, but they so don't yes. have sex that night. I don't, well, I mean, That's they full have... full-on penetrative, yeah. yeah. Um, because, yeah, I just, I just, I guess I was focused more on, like, just how hilarious it is that he's, like, lying back and he's like, how the fuck did I forget about that? <laughs> I liked it, too. Um, so they, like, play house... That sounds really condescending. They hang out in this little hunter cave for a few more days. Yeah. She tells him she likes eggs. That's a And that one. really disturbs him. Yes. <laughs> That's the end of that, that plot point. <laughs> well, it pops back up later. It does. That's why I was like, we got to make sure we mention the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like she didn't really sell eggs very well. No. Um, I love I mean, that's an off-topic thing. I love <laughs> eggs. It's not like you're eating children. They're unfertilized. It's one fine. Of, one of my favorite parts, though, and she, he's like, why would you do that? You're eating children. And, like, why why do you love the taste of unborn children so much? Like, he's very disturbed. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I'm her mate. And he's like, would you like me to go get you some baby <laughs> devices to eat? And she's like, no, I'm not a monster who <laughs> just loves baby flesh. And he's like, well, that's what you said, so... I don't know where to take this. It was He's like, I'm just working off what you tell me, sweetie. Yeah, exactly. I just love that he was willing to, like, go fetch babies for her to eat. That's, you know what? That's really sweet. It's really <laughs> twisted when he's like, look at this woman wants to eat the children. 
of creatures. I will get her will some get children it. to eat. Yeah, yeah. Even though I hate it and am repulsed by it. Yeah. That's sweet. So, but, so the next, I guess, actually plot point that happens is he's mm-hmm. out hunting one day. And she's alone in the cave with the baby that we keep forgetting about. Um, when a Metlek, who is clearly starving with a baby, mm-hmm. I'm saying wanders in, but like comes into the cave. Right. And it freaks her out because she knows how unpredictable. They keep talking about how unpredictable and dangerous they are. But for the most part, they just sort of act like any other creature you would come across in the wild. Like yeah. if you harass it. Well, yeah. I mean, I say that, but then half this book is motivated by Metlack attacks, so maybe they're onto something. I don't know. I always imagine them as kind of like a big, like, Wolverine-style animal. Like, real fierce when it wants to be, but, like, not always. Or, like, yeah. a badger, you know? <laughs> That's a new take. Yeah. I like I like hearing how people, especially since you've only read two of them, so uh-huh. I loved, I've loved how you referred to the brutal season. I love the weatherman. Like, I'm here for all of it. So I really like... <laughs> hearing how people imagine different aspects of this well, universe. That's what I imagine their temperament being. How I actually imagine a Metlack is, this is a real deep cut reference, so I don't know if you're going to be able to follow me to this okay. place in my brain, but, like, the game Ski Free? Do you remember okay, Ski Free? I'm already lost. Yeah, I don't okay. know that one. Somebody out there, is, somebody out there, hear my call. Um, it was like a skiing game that you played on the computer with, like, just arrows and you were skiing down this hill and you just moved and got out of the way of trees. But- does sound familiar yeah and then even if you got to the end even if you got when you win ski free you get to the bottom of the hill a yeti comes out and eats you and then is like yay i ate you <laughs> and that's what i imagine metlax look like okay so we're on the we're on the same because i just a picture an evil i think i said the guy from monsters inc evil uh-huh. monster yeah 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 something like that yeah him but, but this, evil the the ski free yeti is first of all like four pixels and also um much skinnier <laughs> than the you know the yeti from uh, Monsters Inc was a beefy guy he was he was built he worked out um, <laughs> where's his book <laughs> I mean you already said you wanted a Betlek book so we've already got the first character sort of yeah. drafted yeah um yeah so she breaks in whatever it is she's got a baby and the baby Pacey's in one room and Stacy's like really worried about the Metlek getting into that room so she's trying to use her body to shield it from getting yeah. all the way into the cave. Yeah. And she just feeds this Metlek. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. Because I think she like feels some sort of um, oh, the word just escaped me but some sort of connection to it mm-hmm. as a mother. And so and I think is it supposed to be it's the thing that stole all the meat like the metlacks are the ones yeah, that stole all what the meat? a what a big fucking mystery <laughs> yay it was a it was a metlack like I thought it was gonna be like a conspiracy like a rival tribe or something that or or like maybe there's like another hunter like because I haven't read the other books you know maybe somebody else broke from the tribe and it's gonna be that guy that's like living out here or something no it's just metlacks like always <laughs> and then when the metlack comes he's not even that scary she just gives him some some meats and she's Kaboom. like. All right, I'm I'm on my way. Thanks, thanks, Stacy. And then Metlock leaves. Like, just, like, like peace. Nothing even happens. Yeah. Well, because Pashoff comes in and he wants to kill it. Yeah. He's like things got to die. It's it's threatening my mate. Yeah. And she like, talks him out. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are so many other books that have like a more of a hint of conspiracy and mystery, and I'm like, oh, you gotta read this one. So. No, um, Seven did. They found that other spaceship, and the, mm-hmm. that's when they figured out that Metlax didn't like fire, I think. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. 
they did like they a fire that. thing yeah oh, okay maybe that's just when josie figured it out i don't know she um, does burn her hands yeah throwing that, that thing? Yeah. yeah um okay so the metlack is gone and so he decides he stays up all night because he is so he's so bothered by the fact that the metlack got in she was at risk she wasn't safe and that's sort of like because i think he for a while doesn't he entertain the thought of just staying out there for the entire brutal season yeah yeah, and he doesn't like, talk to her about it, but he does think about it. Because he's like, this is going well. We're getting to know each other. The tribe isn't all on our back. But mm-hmm. then that Metlek thing happens. He's like, no, it's not safe here. We have to go back. Yeah. Um, lost it. That's what I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's just, it feels weird. Oh. Like, go ahead. <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand. I raised my hand. They did have sex, though, at some point. I don't know if it was after the Metlek left or before. But they did have that sex. Was that the blowjob or did they have it again? No, they had another sex. I know they, they had, had another sex. They had sex when they were at the, they had, you know, all the way penetrative spur in V sex. I know they did. Spur Somewhere. in V. I don't no, think spur, the spur doesn't spur go in. Because no, I was thinking of saying P and V and then I was like, but also P and S in V adjacent to V sex. I swear uh, they did somewhere. I know they do at the end. She's all mad. Oh, I'm sorry, Danny. No, I think, again, because this book is really just more like hanging out Mm -hmm. and they do and having sex. And they do that a lot in this book that you sort of mix up instances. Like, is this when they had that sex or is it this other time? After the beach, she teaches them how to kiss and then they Mm -hmm. do some kiss makes make outs. And I thought one of those led to sex, but maybe not. Yeah. Anyway, they're on their way. They're going home. Yes. Or to new home. To new home. Luckily, Ruby does it. She just like it's a five days later. Scenario. Five days later. Thank you, girl. Thank you, Ruby. <laughs> five She's, days later. She. I do like. She knows timing. She knows not yeah. to like drag the reader along on these like long excursions if nothing's happened. For the most part, nothing's happening. Um. So they get there, and it is such a freaking hassle getting this woman into this gorge. <laughs> I mean, how does she fuck up this repelling? I read that. <laughs> 50 times so you guys there's a ropes there's ropes and you've got to rappel down into the the crevasse to your fully planned out and realized city that you found conveniently yeah it says she like slips and then falls on her face or something like that she first she doesn't she tries to go and i don't think she can do it and then i think Mm -hmm. she does she slips and he has to like put her on his back and yeah. climb down for her. And while doing that, she doesn't sound like she's the best, like, I was about to say passenger. I don't know how else to be. But it sounds like she's making it because, like, she's squeezing him. So mm-hmm. I imagine he's, like, can barely breathe climbing down. He must really love this woman. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she slips and falls. But in her defense, I've repelled down some stuff before. I haven't. So I'm talking a lot of shit. Right it now. is really hard. And it is really scary. When you're rappelling down and you know that, like, your own hands and your own, like, if if you're just, like, rappelling down not on your own, like, weight, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you're just being lowered, whatever. But if it's, like, your hands that are rappelling, like, Doing it's real scary because, like, what if you just, like, slip or whatever? Then you fall, no. you know? Yeah. And I, I'm sure it's terrible, but I feel like at one point after she got the ride, calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, she has an irrational fear of heights. I did not mean to come into this episode. I did not plan to come to this episode and just shit all over Stacey. <laughs> she makes a great meat latka. 
and a really good um what's the other thing she makes pies know. like little pies. meat pies cake yeah. she makes cake for the Which, ladies i'm trying to figure out how that works because like she what ingredient they don't have a lot of fruit. they don't have a lot of like produce to work with besides yeah. the not potatoes yeah um but i how deep do you think this crevasse is because she they got down it real fast well so basically it opened up I, the crevasse has so many mysteries. It sounds like it opened up as a result of the earthquake. And I'm like, Whoa. so this fully planned city was under? So I don't, maybe it was hidden under ice because it could be like ice builds up and covers something that was previously exposed. And then the earthquake happened and re-exposed it. But um, they fall, in the last book, they fall down like this cliff. And it's uh-huh. a short little fall. But as they walk deeper, it gets further and further and further oh, underground okay. to the one point where I think Hassan says it's like six to seven like hunters tall mm-hmm. and they're already seven feet tall mm-hmm. so that's like 40 feet down into the earth okay All right. yeah and it's so tall that snow doesn't come in really because uh-huh. like I guess one of the ledges is taller so when it blows it sort of what shields a it perfect <laughs> fucking thing um <laughs> Are the are the mysteries of this city ever revealed? Like who lived there, what it is? Not explicitly. Hmm. I sort of think I know because it's related to the spell. So remember where you mentioned I guess spoilers, I guess. Remember where you mentioned the four armed dudes? Mm-hmm. So those are some of the characters from the pre in the spinoff series. Mm-hmm. When they are looking around these homes in the last book, they note some wall paintings where there are four armed she's like Oh, they look just like the Sakui, only they have four arms. Oh, ah! right, right, right. And I was in such awe of Ruby Dixon. I was like, she has been laying this down since book seven. See, when I so they do get down there, and there's like little carvings in all the different houses. And I thought it was like, oh, they have four arms, just like you guys. So it must have been a different. Like I read that differently because I thought these guys had four arms based on that fan art. So that's good no. to know. No, it confuses them. They're like, why did he? They look just like you, but they have four arms. They don't ask enough questions about that now that I think about it. Uh-huh. Like, if you knew these guys were not native to this planet, you know they got here because uh-huh. they crash landed on a ship right. and got stuck here. Right. And you see something that looks exactly like them, but with four but arms. With four arms. And you're like. think about how they crash landed. That wasn't even a thought I had. Man, yeah. you're right. And, like, and you never think, so there must be more. But we skipped over a very important part, which is when he was lowering her her down and she had her legs around his waist facing him, Uh he placed his hand upon her butt. And you know what he said? What did he say, Eric? No tail. (laughs) Oh, my God. Pashov is back. And it makes her little heart skip a beat. Yeah. he He doesn't get his memories back, but finally she can enjoy the humor of him gripping her ass and saying no tail i just i feel so bad for hating on that but i'm just like no i feel i feel zero bad i i love these books i love ruby dick i I want to be clear but that that little part was dumb as hell i'm sorry (laughs) it just is i can't and i'm kind of glad for it because if it had been like if these books were in any way trying to take themselves too seriously 
Oh, yeah. They would not be fun anymore, so I will let them That's be what's bad. fun about this crevasse that has, like, the that's, like, perfectly laid out town for exactly the number that they are. It has, like, a side that keeps the snow out and whatever. And I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm glad they found it. Good job. I don't it care has heated all, that was floors. Convenient. It has heated <laughs> floors, Erin. Heated Aaron. floors. Heated floors. I don't have oh. fucking heated floors. Which brings me to... I'm sorry, this is a long episode for your show. No, it's which fine. brings me to... Um, the the most unbelievable part of this book. Okay, let's hear it. Because there's a lot alien barbarians that can mate with humans. You, 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 there's a lot of problems. I'm not problems, but unbelievable things. Yes. The most unbelievable shit in this book is that all your friends and their boyfriends went out ahead of you to a city <laughs> and got to choose fucking houses, and they left a good one for, for you. And yeah. No fucking way. Even if it was, like, my best friends in the world, they'd be like, we picked the great ones, here's yours, and it would be, like, the cold one on the outskirts. And they'd be like, sorry, bitch, you weren't here. Yeah, Josie runs up and she's like, I got the one furthest away? Yeah. I'm like, you were there! How did you not get it? That's a very valid point. Wait, this is important shit. Like, I, like, my friends would save me, like, the last piece of cake or something, you know, like, the, yeah. a low level. But this is, like, where you're going to live. This is, like, whether you have heated floors or not on the ice planet. <laughs> or whether you have to walk a mile or ten feet to the central fire on the ice planet. No fucking Or if you're way. near that, that drafty-ass crevasse, because, like, exactly. that wind is <laughs> glowing. <laughs> something that's so funny about a drafty ass <laughs> I don't know what I should actually properly call Seriously, it. Some of these houses are draftier than the others because they've got the, the, the shit that goes between the rocks that like makes it not and mortar? Is like, yeah, mortar, there you go. And this is like perfect. Yeah, I, they were, I was like, you know what, that's how you know that this tribe is close and that they love each other because they oh, played yeah. that shit fair. Someone picked her out of house in her absence uh-huh. Because you know, any other situation would be like, you know what, must be you must be present to pick. And honestly, like these girls, right, did not know each other before they got like Mm-mm. spaceshipped out and and dropped Mm-mm. here in the ice planet. So it's not like they were best friends before. So like their first becoming friends was ice planet related. Like the <laughs> idea that this didn't become like Lord of the Flies is insane to me. That they all like each other, like no one's like not mm, No like, clicks. No, none of that. No clicks. Nothing. They gave her the best, warmest, best nicest house. house. Yeah. Sisterhood. I mean it's it's great. Incredible. Very yeah. incredible. But I like Josie's next She's gonna get plucked out of that crevasse. Like I don't even know how to say the word anymore. So Skyclaw's gonna get too close and just pluck her out again. Well, yeah, and and she's like, I'm on the edge so that I can see uh, Hayden when he comes home from his hunt first. And I'm like Josie. Like, that's like <laughs> I love five her. minutes of oh god. If you think I'm I hating on Stacy, I hated Josie. Hated her. I like Josie in other books. Like, she's a yeah. lot more fun. Yeah. I, I liked Josie in this book, what we saw of her. But, man, her book, I was just like, you are baby crazy and mean <laughs> as hell. I forgot. I forgot you did not like. Was it Melody who was Team Josie? I She was more Team Josie. Than I, you were. That scene. I'm sorry. This isn't even this book. I'm just. It's fine. It's Ice Planet. <laughs> when she left Hayden in that room. Remember when he locked himself <laughs> in that room? 
And he just like, like I could forget. He just like kept splooging over and over <laughs> all over his letter le- leathers, and he was like fucking covered in semen, just like banging on the door, like please, Josie, let me out because she- because he didn't kiss her or something. She was My face mean as fuck. <laughs> Serious. To be fair. He treated her like shit at all the other books Did before he? that. Oh, okay. That that's the not problem. Like, is... Not shit, but he was very brusque and very mm-hmm. like abrupt with her. And he's like, oh, this the one again. This fucking one again. <laughs> so it's like. And that may be the reason why I was a little bit less sympathetic of Josie is that I hadn't yeah. read all the books leading up to it where he'd been mean. Because her descriptions of how mean he had been in within book seven were not sufficient to me to justify the way she was treating him. So I'm like, right. he gave you a mean look sometimes? <laughs> That's not, like, justification for how mean you're being. Or laughing at him after he got shot. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> laughing at him after he got shot! I have so many feelings. Because that's the first one I ever read, too. So I, I go back to Josie's book a lot uh-huh. when I compare it. Yeah. No, he... We we are off. I don't care. It's Ice Planet related, I'm sorry. so it's fine. I'm sorry. I don't care. It's fine. He like was in all the books leading up to that. Like Hayden is kind of like the tribe asshole. Like, okay. all right. Like he he's like he's like I'm, I don't care about residents. He's like oh get these dem like can we need to go get these women going and like whenever uh Josie's around he's like well he well she shut up like he's mm-hmm. very like because she's so talkative. Well, yeah. I don't, maybe I just didn't understand Josie because of like, if somebody was the tribe asshole, I would I would very much be like, but does he like me though? Like, <laughs> I, like I would be into it. You're like the second or third person. There's appeal because uh-huh. you're like the yeah. second or third guest host I've talked to who's like, he's like, yeah, I would I would love that. That would be uh-huh. me too. Uh-huh. But what if he was particular? He was the asshole, but particularly an asshole with you, which is sort of what the Josie it's more of a challenge, which is sad for who I am in my life, yeah. but. We didn't talk about Beck a lot in this book. Um, I feel like Ruby had to like create some new character. Like she had the first batch of aliens, and then as we got along, like mm-hmm. some new aliens got added to the tribe who were not described in like the first book. And Beck is one of them. Beck and Taoshin, because Beck is such an asshole. There's a part where they're stopped to change a diaper on that cliff, uh-huh. and he comes running up and he's like, "What the fuck? What's the hold up? Can we go? <laughs> Can we go? Why are you here?" He's like, "My mate's afraid of heights." And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> yes and then he's like yelling and he's like constantly needling we didn't talk about the other hunters like constantly harassing yeah Herrick makes a joke about like hey I'm gonna fuck your mate (laughs) (laughs) or he's like remember where we shared her yeah no he says do you remember when you shared your mate with me in your furs I remember that (laughs) I was like oh gross Um, and Tashav is pissed about that joke for the next month Oh, for the rest of the book, he yeah. will not get over it. And then, but Beck is all like, just, that's your mate. Why aren't you taking care of her? Nothing comes before a mate, blah, blah, blah. And then Pashov says something like smart actly, like, what the fuck do you know about mates? And he gets have one. super offended because Beck had a pleasure mate who left oh. him. Oh, hmm. I love the term pleasure mate. Because he's okay. an asshole. <laughs> Wait, we have to, we have to, okay. So. <laughs> They get down there. She's got yes. a house. They picked out a house for her and Pashov. But Pashov mm-hmm. is like, no, I'm going to go snuggle up with the hunters. 
Yeah. And this really pisses her off. Makes her upset. But even a total misunderstanding. Yeah. Because before that, he even says, let's go see your house. And yeah. like, my house, not our house. Because he, he still wants to give her space. And he's like, if she invites me into the house, I will come, but I will not presume, is how he sees it. Yeah. And then she's like, he doesn't want to come into the house. It's just one of these, like, dumb miscommunications. Yeah. Just and ask then- him. Then he decides to go get... So I guess there's a flock of dirt beaks. This is the first time they are seen in the whole series, by the way. Of course. This is brand new. Brand new. There's a flock of dirt beaks. Not just like a flock. There's like apparently a wall. Like I just visualize a wall of like dirtiness. similar to how puffins are. Like puffins will be on a whole wall like that. And there'll just be like tons of them on a cliff face. I gotta go look up puffins now. Yeah, we'll just come up to Alaska. We'll go on a little adventure and check out some puffins. Puffins. Um, but yeah, they're just like all on a cliff face, like hundreds of them in their mm-hmm. in their shit nest because they nest in shit. Dung is used for everything on this planet. Bitch, these aliens are real. Like, they nest in shit. Um, you went out there to get some fucking dirt beast, what what dirt beak nests, so that you could burn them in your houses. Yeah. For yeah. to cook over. So like don't be elitist about like who uses <laughs> shit for what. Because you use shit to cook. So mm. it's the ice planet. You're not above using shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Jesus. Yes. Um, it's so he's like well, they're there to get the the nest and he like decides this is the perfect opportunity to get some eggs for for what's her name? Stacy. I just <laughs> forgot her damn name. Stacy. Stacy. And so he climbs up to get some. And he, like, pretends to fall off the edge of this cliff, and it I freaks Stacy the hell out. saw this in your episode outline. I thought this was an accident. Oh. Was this, was, so this was definitely an intentional prank? He, maybe, okay, maybe it's a little of both. Maybe he really did fall, but he wasn't hurt, and he pretended to be more injured. But at some point, it is like, because he gets up and he's laughing. And he's okay. like, oh, it's a joke. It's a prank. Ha ha ha. Did I make that up? Like, sometimes I don't mean it doesn't he did, make He up. did get up laughing, but I thought he just thought it was fun. Like, he was just like, oh, I felt like no big deal laughing. But maybe uh, if it was a prank, that is like a big hit on Pasha because, like, <laughs> she is real fragile and yeah. is always concerned about his health. And that was a that was a big asshole move, Pasha. Uh, well, maybe he didn't. I thought it was like he fa- then he falls backward onto the canyon floor and I'm screaming. This is my worst nightmare come to life all over again. Uh, Farley, Herrick, and I all rush forward, but we won't be in time. Pashoff lands on his back with a sickening crash, then lies still. A sob escapes my throat and I fling myself to his side. Uh, his eyes are closed, his body's still, and my world feels like it's ending all over again. I grab the front of his tunic, shake him, terrified. Pashoff! He opens his eyes. Pashoff gives me a slow smile and cups my face, pulling my mouth in for a kiss. What the fuck? Uh, and then I rear back, both relieved and shocked, even as Farley and Herrick break into laughter. Pashoff grins too. It is not so big a fall, he tells me. Yeah, I think Farley and uh, uh, what's Herrick, who else is there, are just making fun of her for being overdramatic about the situation. Okay, okay. So I completely misread that. Well, no, I, you may be right. I have no idea. But like, I read it the other way. Um, but man, if he intentionally did fell off that thing just to make like a joke, 
he's an asshole and I am no longer supportive of this relationship. I think now that I read it and not reading it through that lens, I think maybe it was a real fall. It didn't hurt him as bad. And uh-huh. he, and when she overreacts and comes over and like is shaking, he just kisses her. Which yeah. is probably less of a jerky thing to do than pretending to fall off of a cliff. I think he, he opens his eyes and he's happy to see her there. And he smiles and he kisses her. Okay. That's a much more generous reason or reading (laughs) than what I did where he intentionally threw himself off. Apparently I only read in like a mean spirited way with regard to Stacey and not Patchoff. I am an equal opportunity asshole reader, it turns out. Um, (laughs) So, okay. I like that reading a lot better and I'm relieved. Yes. Let's go with that. So she storms off and he chases after her and like, they have like another little fight and this is where they have the discussion they should have had before. Right. About him going into her house and them loving each other and they clear it up and then that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, because at first I thought they resonated here, but they don't. It's in the epilogue yeah. where his memories yes. are slowly coming back. Yeah. Um. Here's 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 the thing. I don't read epilogues, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, on principle. I do. I have a principle. I don't like epilogues. I feel like when... The book is over. It's over. And I don't want an epilogue. I don't want a novella. I don't want to. I don't care. When the book is done, it's done. I'm, I'm oh, done with it. I don't read missed, an epilogue. You missed a lot then. If it was she important, could... it should have been the final chapter of the book. That's how I feel about an epilogue. So tell me all about it. I guess. <laughs> and the epilogue. They, uh, so she builds her. He makes her a new plate. A new pan. Oh. Beautiful. They're, like, playing with Pacey, who's learning how to walk. He builds her a new pan so okay. that she can, like, cook again. Um, and then as she, they, ah, as he's leaving, they start to resonate. And they don't have sex then, but, like, they're excited because she's like, oh, my family's coming back. It's growing. We're back together as a family. And that's really the end of it. The new pan and the resonance are the, the big okay. moments from hey, the epilogue. Hey, hey, hey. That's important stuff. The thing is, usually epilogues in traditional romance novels are like, and they had a baby, so their lives are complete. And I have a lot of resentment <laughs> toward that. I'm just like, can we just like let it let it be where it yeah. was? Like, it doesn't. You don't need to have a baby for your life to be or your love to be complete with somebody. Anyway, I mean, I agree. Yeah. So I I, I don't know the difference between like in terms of this book, like an epilogue versus just a last chapter. I mean, yeah. it does take place two months later. Maybe it's just like a shorthand for like a time jump yeah so so yeah they're in their cave they're gonna have another baby another resonance i was gonna i was worried because almost every book has a resonance so i was like well it's got to pop up at some point and it did on page 299 of a 300 so these so when he loses his memory has his kui lost its memory like because i feel like it's already had been done resonated with her kui you know you can resonate more than once to a person oh oh i did not know that Hayden and Josie have resonated like four times. They have oh. like, <laughs> they have more kids than anybody else in this tribe. Yeah, I Josie cannot is fucking leave. baby crazy. He loves a baby. Yeah. So anytime there's, there has to be resonance for there to be a baby. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So it's like a situational, I guess it's, I don't, I was about to say something with like fertile, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Okay. I'm going to so stay out of that conversation. resonate when it's like time to get it on and make a baby. Yes, That's and you can resonate okay. multiple times. Now, I don't know what would be weird is what happens if you resonate to one partner and then your queen, like, changes its mind. 
It has I to resonate to somebody See, else. I thought this was very faded mates. And then, like, the resonance was, like, the Kui choosing the other Kui. I didn't realize that... I mean, it is kind of that first line, yeah. but I didn't realize yeah. it, it was, like, a... It's kind of like heat or something. Like, it's a cycle it goes through. Yeah. And I think it is. I think your resonance mate will always be your resonance mate. Like, that's mm-hmm. who you resonate to all the time. I was just throwing that other hypothetical out there. Yeah. Just to be, be like... Interesting. What if you got a wishy-washy cooey? Like, it just doesn't yeah. know what it was. That would be really fun. Yeah. If, like, a cooey was just like, nah, never mind. <laughs> that last baby was kind of funny looking. We need to pick somebody <laughs> odd. else. It looked odd. Didn't like... Mm-mm. So, yeah. So, that's that. They are happily in their new home. This was... I mean, yeah, road trip book. Not much happened. Not much happened. But I did like it. That's I good, think, yeah. I think I would like any Ruby Dixon book. I like how she writes, and I like how... I like this world and how unapologetically oh, bonkers it is. It's so fun, yeah. yeah. We're, like, setting poop on fire for uh-huh, fuel. Yeah. and It's just so convenient. Anytime there's a problem, there's something to, like, fix it immediately. And you don't... Like, I, I just... I love that it's in this other place where you can just, like, have a crevice that has, like, a total <laughs> bully town in it, and you don't have to worry about earth rules, you know? Yeah. Was I saying crevasse? I don't even know that. It's crevice. Think, that is I how you say it. I think it's both things. I think it's crevasse. I think it's crevice. I think it's both things. I think I've said it both ways. I don't know why I'm in podcasting, because I can't say words. It's truly, <laughs> truly not my space. Have you listened to our podcast? It's rough. <laughs> I didn't listen. What was it? Croker and Bush. They were in like, and I was like, is that how you say it? <laughs> and, but we live on the podcast. I had to look up how to say it and what. And I was trying to like read a beautiful passage out loud. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a word I don't know. So I, I have to skip, skip it. Yep. Uh, so that's it. That's Stacy and Cashoff. It sounds like his memory, he still doesn't have all his memories back. They're just like, slowly coming back but it's not a big a deal because he loves her anyway regardless mm-hmm. of his memories so i also like that i liked it when i thought when he fell off of the dirt beak wall he was gonna get his memories back yeah i'm glad it didn't do like the sitcom route where like yeah. it just takes another hit to the head yeah i really thought that's where it was going and i was going to be fine with it because it's like campy and whatever but yeah I, i'm kind of glad that that's not the way she went yeah so so that's it you have now read two <laughs> Woo! And I've picked both of them, which is just weird. Yeah, <laughs> so you picked the, pick the next one for me, too. <laughs> oh, Melody, I don't know, maybe I'll leave this in, maybe I'll cut it out. Melody's going to do Barbarian's Choice, mm-hmm. which is a whole new level of bonkers. Because Yes, good. She does a good bonkers. Yes, because more aliens are coming. Yes. Okay, <laughs> So that's it. So, I mean, have you, you all have definitely read Crazier. Like oh, the intergalactic... Yeah. Intergalactic yeah, Bridles. The Interstellar Brides series by um, uh, Grace Goodwin, where like double penetration has to save the world. And usually, like, two people who are closely related to each other, twins, brothers, cousins, have to DPU and come at the same time in order for like some big plot point to happen. Um, How many so of those fun. have you read? I've read one. Nobody okay. has read like 12. <laughs> She I read the, loves them, which is I fine. The, I mean, I read the one you all read, uh-huh. and it was just cousins, which made me think I didn't realize it was brothers too. I don't. Yeah, cousins is too close. About the other ones that she's read, she read one that was triplets, and all the How? triplets. There's three holes. 
the triplets and the woman, the male triplets and the woman all had to come at the same time to like make some big thing. I don't remember to, to like bond or to whatever. And so they kept having to be like, are you close? Are you close? Like it was like logistically difficult for them to all happen at the same time. The timing of that just sounds like a headache. But also at like, but also Grace, I love you. Your books are outstanding. Why do they have to be related, though? Why do they have to be triplets? Why, though? Why? Because it's rough for me. <laughs> it's rough that they're always related. Anyway. This, this, I only did the one, and I listened mm-hmm. to the episode you all brought up, and there were so many, like, I couldn't get past it. First of all, the butt vacuum, <sighs> the one alien who was assigned to the front, and the one alien who was assigned to the back. Yeah, there was a butt alien. The it, fact uh, that... They then had to, like, DP in front of a crowd who was yes. invited and might include your parents. Did I get that right? Always includes your parents. And it was a conflict in the book that his dad wasn't going to come. Attend. Attend. The, the show. Yeah, be careful with the word <laughs> yeah, comments. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't going to be an attendee <laughs> to the show where him and his cousin DP'd this Earth girl. Rough. It was Ooh, a CIA agent. Who was the worst federal agent ever? She was terrible at spying. She was terrible at the her job. Worst. Um. So yeah, we read that one. I mean, we've we've definitely read crazier. We've read several Chuck Tingle books. We've read <laughs> even some contemporaries that were, I think, crazier than than the Ice Planet. But and that's I, why for all the nutso stuff that happens in this one, it keeps the plot and everything relatively simple. It's just like mm-hmm. you crashed on a planet. And these aliens just want babies. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's a human woman who will give you a baby. Yeah. We're not trying to power <laughs> or whatever we were doing with timing yeah. to power a, a thing. Yeah. I read another one where they used sex. And I think it was also, a, I don't know what it is with double penetration and energy output, but <laughs> they used sex to power a ship. Like they were traveling extra far. And uh-huh. so they had to all come together. And it, oh, again, there was also, timing was a thing in that one too. Uh huh. It was. I'm like, you know what? This is not a world I want to play in. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's somebody's no kink Yes, and that's okay. Yes, I don't want to kink shame. I just I was like, there's too much happening in this book for me. Yeah. So thank you for reading Ice Planet Barbarians. Oh, and thank you about for it with having me. me on. I'm so I was so happy you let me be a part of this. Um, I can't believe I'm still doing it. Like. I was like, am I doing this? And yeah, I'm still doing it. I'm still doing a podcast all about the Ice Planet Barbarians. I don't know if Ruby Dixon has discovered it yet. I hope she has. I, I hope she hope likes so. it. I hope so. All right. So what's left? What do we have to do? I think that's that's pretty much it. We read it. We talked about <laughs> we <did> it. it. <laughs> we figured it out. Where can people find all the Heaving Bosoms things? Oh, gosh. Everywhere. Um, just Google Heaving Bosoms and you will find us. You will also find Sarah Wendell's Beyond Heaving Bosoms book, which is also great, but we have nothing to do with it. Um, we are at Heaving underscore Bosoms on Twitter. We are at Heaving Bosoms on Instagram. We are Heaving Bosoms Podcast at gmail.com. Heaving Bosoms Podcast on Facebook. HeavingBosoms.com. 
We have a Patreon. We have a merch page. We have a reading challenge. Yeah. Let's be real. You already know how to find TV if you're listening I to hope this. So. I don't know. Probably. If you want to join our Facebook group, it's the best. It's called the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Even if you don't listen to our podcast and you have no interest in it, which is fine, it's a really great place on the internet for romance lovers. It so is. I highly recommend our Facebook group. I was in there before I like quit Facebook completely, which has oh, been man. a thing. Come back. I know. I I quit six times <laughs> this year a lot alone. Of people either weren't on Facebook or quit Facebook and made like a dummy profile just for the group. Ah, um, see, that's that's a smart way to use social but, media. But you know, maybe I I can understand also not even wanting to engage with the group, which is totally fine. No. I will co-sign. It is a pretty cool group. People share book recs and romance recs and life advice. Mm -hmm. So a lot of life advice too. I love it. So uh, I don't know if I'll. I won't include this if you don't want it. You're going to be at KissCon too, right? Oh yeah, Mel and I. uh, Mel and I are at right now is the plan for both of us to be at KissCon, and we're going to be on a panel. (gasps) You are? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a panel. And uh, what do you? What is your? Do you know your discussion? Your topic yet? Or are they? Yeah, just like... no. We're, we're um, Jenny Norback and Sarah McLean were doing uh, like a podcast panel. Oh, that's so fun! Yeah, that's I love it. So yeah, I'll be there too. You will? Yes. So I'll be back at KissCon. I love it. So I'm really excited. Okay. I haven't gotten my I'm transportation yet. It. Yeah, I haven't figured out how I'm gonna get there yet. Well, I'll figure that out. So good but yeah so that's it for this episode thank you for joining me thank you for having me yes and then it's just bye i still don't know how to start or end these things so just say bye 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 (laughs) hey you Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars... Then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.